The Angels play the New York Mets this weekend, and John and I will help you to get to know the Mets, and we're going to talk about why they're a winning team and why the Angels are not a winning team. Plus, we're going to give you our keys for a winning weekend against the Mets. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Those listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. And if you're watching on the video side, subscribe, click the bell to be notified, and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops. Hey, happy Friday. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, before we get into the episode, a quick note to celebrate the Angels wearing their City Connect uniforms this weekend on Saturday, we are going to be giving away some City Connect stickers. These are exclusive stickers given to us by the Angels organization, and we're excited to pass them on to you. So stick around till the end of the episode, and we'll give you all the details on how you can win the set of four Nike City Connect stickers. That's exciting. I can't wait for that, and I need my stickers. I need you to give them to <laughs> we'll me We'll try now. and make it happen. I don't want you to give them away. <laughs> all right, good. Well, we're playing the Mets, right? Yes. Mets are a, they're a good team, the Mets. and Greet that seems the to Mets. be the trend right now. Like, we're playing all these really good teams. Can can we actually shift now and play the really terrible teams and have the Astros play all of the difficult teams? <laughs> or did Manfred set that up to where the Astros are playing like like St. Julian Boys Choir every weekend and and we're playing we're the pull. Mets, right? So <laughs> you like that? I just came up with that. All right, so Angels are yes. playing the Mets. The Mets have the best record in the National right. League this season. They were eight games under 500 last year, John, and the team last year actually felt a lot like the 2021 mm-hmm. Angels, but then this year they've taken some really, really big steps to improve. Obviously, best team in the National League. So, John, what have the Mets done that the Angels haven't done? Well, there's a couple of thoughts there. I think first and foremost, the most important decision they made made in the offseason was bringing in Buck Showalter. And we, of course, remember yeah, good recently move. Showalter being the manager of the Orioles and the team that had Adam Jones and Manny Machado and that team that was a great Orioles team in the early 2010s through about the middle of the of the decade. And last year they had Luis Rojas. So that was a big move for the Mets. And I saw an article, I think it was uh, Bob Nightingale, kind of suggesting that if Perry Manassian had had his way in this offseason, they might have let Joe go early and bring in Buck Showalter over the offseason. I don't know if that was a mere suggestion, but I thought it was an interesting note that he brought up. So Showalter obviously has the experience. He's got a great team at his disposal. In fact, Mike, one of those parts of the great team is... Max Scherzer. Yes. <laughs> they signed him, and we were hopeful that maybe the Angels would grab him, but the Mets gave him a, what, a three-year, $900 billion contract <laughs> something or something range. like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was around and that range. And some Bitcoin, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he gets uh, free uh, catered breakfast in the morning right, from the Mets. Right, um, But hey, it was a great move, and, and Max is the type of guy that is a streak stopper. If we have somebody like Max Scherzer in our starting rotation, Mm -hmm. I don't think that we lose this many games 
in a row, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. Their best pitcher last year was Marcus Stroman, yeah. somebody that the Angels were interested in, or at least we had been tied to. And so that was a great move for them. And not only did they get Max, but they traded for Chris Bassett, mm-hmm, John. Mm-hmm. And we know him, former A, and all of the A's pitchers are incredible against the Angels. <laughs> and they also have Carlos Carrasco, who is having a big year. I don't know if you saw the story on Carlos having his dad at his last pitching performance. And he pitched really, really well, and it was emotional. They interviewed his dad. His dad was cheering and celebrating. Oh, that's and cool. I love I love moments like that, even if it's not our team. I love moments like that. And so they made the big move to get Buck, and they made the big move to get Max, but they also made some moves offensively, John. They did. They brought in a former Oakland A's, Mark Canna, and yep. Starling Marte, who was traded yep. from the Marlins to the A's. That was a big win-now move for the A's, and those guys are great on offense and defense. I'm just glad I don't have to look at Mark Canna's face uh, all season long, uh, the most punchable <laughs> yeah. face. No, but you know what? You mentioned Marcus Stroman, but one thing you got to remember is that they had DeGrom too, and they still have DeGrom. Yep. And yeah. as far as Marcus being their best pitcher, it's true in the sense that DeGrom did not get a full season with the Mets right. last season. So I think that's important to point out. But again, going back to the offense, Mark Canna, Starling Marte, great additions. Last year they struggled. They had guys like Dom Smith and Michael Conforto. Uh, and so they they gave the Mets some strong depth in the outfield. And they also have a strong bullpen. They got Drew Smith. They do. Adam Adovito, who is famous for yelling at Shohei on his birthday. <laughs> and, of course, they've got Edwin Diaz as well. So those are some of the moves that the Mets made in this offseason that have made them into the team that they are. I think a big part of that is not only the talent, but, I again, I go back to Buck Showalter being a great manager and understanding the team and understanding the game really well. What was it about them versus us, Mike? What did we not do compared to the Mets in this this offseason? Well, Buck is an example, and yes, it's a small sample size with the Mets because the season is still pretty early, Mm -hmm. but Buck is an example of what happens when you find the right guy and you give him the right pieces. Mm -hmm. And Joe Madden not being let go last year, there was some buzz about if he's Perry's guy. And then obviously we hung on to him and then fired him this week. But Buck, I would have loved to have seen what he would do with this team because Showalter seems to have the ability to fire up the troops Mm -hmm. and use the team in the right way because they do have some, some good pieces, but Buck is able to, if he has a chessboard in front of him, right, he's able to move those pieces mm. in a really strategic and I think intentional way. And and so I think that that's a, a big negative for the Angels mm. because they they don't have a manager, or at least haven't had a manager that has been able to do that. And they, they didn't get the big picture. And again, I mentioned it already. They would have had uh, maybe a shorter losing streak if they had a Verlander or Scherzer-esque type of pitcher Mm -hmm. and I love our young guys and I love that our young guys are developing I don't think it's a bad thing but it obviously hasn't pushed us over the top yet and going back to the manager the young guys have only been able to go four and a third four and two thirds right right? they haven't been able to really be pushed past that because Madden was yanking them and then Nevin has done somewhat similar to that as well so So I think that that has been probably the biggest issue but then we've talked about this and we mentioned it on yesterday's pod the Angels depth 
is not there at all. Yeah, it's not very deep right now, especially when you have guys in AA and AAA that you could call upon, like a Michael Stefanik, and now he's on the injured list, and so it's not like we'll be seeing him anytime soon. You kind of see that with a little bit of Chase Silseth. They brought him up to kind of fill in and spot start, but they've since sent him back down. But I also think that we need to take more advantage of the guys we do have, like Jonathan Diaz, who's been great either out of the pen yeah, or not? starting a game. And so yeah. if he's not part if he's not a regular part of this team, then I think that's a missed opportunity. But when it comes to the infield, we have guys on the way. It's just not the year for that right now. And that's why you had guys like Matt Duffy sign, and that's why you have somebody waiting in the wings like Jack Mayfield, and they're not world changers. They're not gonna <laughs> set the world on fire. But when you've lost David Fletcher and Anthony Rendon and those kind of infielders, then and you don't have anybody else to go to that's going to give you as consistent of production or or defense as those guys. So that's that's been a big problem. Uh, the other area in which the Angels have struggled is the bullpen. Now, you and I have attributed that to the fact that Joe Madden hasn't let his starters go very long and has had to really rely upon the bullpen to get them through. We did lose Archie Bradley for a little while, and that was mm-hmm. that was a bummer, but he, since he's come back, he's done very well. Uh, I, I think that you're seeing the effects of, of too much use on Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera and even Rysel Iglesias, who is kind of the opposite situation. He hadn't pitched in nine days before that yeah. Phillies blow up, and so you're just not getting opportunities to get him out there. So I just think that hopefully Phil Nevin can prove to be a little bit better of a bullpen manager than Joe Madden was because honestly at the end of the day I think that we have a strong bullpen their numbers prove it they show it when they're locked on hey that's the name of the show when they're locked on (laughs) they are locked in right and and they do a good job when they go out there I just hope that these guys can get some relief and reprieve and then kind of rest up and be able to get back to their winning ways because it's it's a good bullpen at the end of the day and it's much better than any that we've had in the last few seasons. And we finally have a lockdown closer at the end of that bullpen as well. Coming up on Locked On Angels, John and I are actually going to give you our keys for a hopeful winning weekend against the Mets. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. That's right. As the Angels are probably going to be looking for a manager, maybe they can check out LinkedIn Jobs because (laughs) as you build your business, you want to find the right people and LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over, get this, 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Here's the key. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. And some terms and conditions do apply. Oh! 
And thanks again for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so that we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On Podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take you very long. I actually took it. It didn't take very long at all. Everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. You can go out to dinner. You can go to the movies. It's really awesome. So take the survey. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now. And thanks for your help. Mike, when we traded Andrew Heaney to the Yankees, last season I tuned into that first game at Yankee Stadium because I wanted to see how Andrew Heaney did as a Yankee and I was actually hoping that he would do well he started out okay and then he kind of went back to his Andrew Heaney ways right and now he's since landed with the Dodgers and has actually had a little bit of success early on in the season and I find that interesting because it's a completely different attitude than how Mets fans feel about Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> yeah, they seem to hate him. They seem to not like him at all. They really don't like Noah Syndergaard, and we thought this was a timely conversation because Syndergaard was drafted by the Blue Jays, but he came up with the Mets and was even part of that World Series run that the Mets had back in 2015. But since then, Syndergaard had been hurt, and then he moved on from the organization. And I think that there are a couple key things that I've observed about this Noah Syndergaard-Mets situation. Number one is that he made some comments about the uncertainty of the organization. And mm. it was a, it, they, they had to find a new manager. Uh, Steve Cohen is, you know, he's, he's a billionaire who's a fan of the team. And yes. he, yeah. he wasn't sure about Steve Cohen, but he has been willing to spend. He's kind of everything we would want in Artie Marino. <laughs> right. And yeah. Noah moved out west to join us, I think because, well, number one, I know because he had that conversation with Perry Manassian. But number two, he's recovering from that Tommy John surgery. And this is a great place for him to figure some things out and kind of get back to the pitcher that he was. And I'm sure that he would have been criticized, which even out here on the West Coast, he's still being criticized by the New York media. And if he didn't live up to his expectations and what they would want from him, I mean, he's coming back from an injury. Of course, he's not going to be perfect, but he's done fairly well for us this season other than those two Texas or the, the Texas outing, and then the outing after that, he struggled a bit, and we kind of wondered if it was tipping pitches and, and what that might mean. So uh, another issue that it seems like Mets fans have with Noah Syndergaard is, do you remember when the Mets got a combined no-hitter this season? Oh, yeah. And then yeah, shortly after, Reed Detmers got his no-hitter, and Noah said something to the extent of, uh, this is what a, a real no-hitter looks like. Ah. And everyone kind of took that as a dig at the Mets. And he later came out and said, no, I was just supporting my boy Reed. And and I kind of wonder if he's playing the game a bit or if it was mm. a dig. Uh, I, I haven't been able to really interpret what that was supposed to mean. But at the end of the sure. day, Mets fans received it that way. And they have just piled on every time Noah Syndergaard has struggled. So those are a few things that I can think of when it comes to Thor versus the Mets. But what have you observed? It's interesting that it's the Mets because, you know, when a, when a player leaves your team and goes mm-hmm. somewhere else, there, there's either like this, like, oh, man, I really miss him or... Mm-hmm. or I'm glad he's gone because he really was like dragging our team down, right? Mm-hmm. I can think I can think of when we traded 
Mo Vaughn to the Mets for Kevin <laughs> yeah. Napier. You remember yeah. that trade? That was actually mm-hmm. right before 02. And Mo Vaughn was glad to get out of Anaheim because he said they're never going to win a World Series. <laughs> and then we did, right? Yeah. And so it's interesting that that players will open up their mouth and speak about their team. I haven't seen Noah speak really publicly since he's joined the Angels about the Mets, but there was an issue that I thought was interesting. You mentioned the media. Was he having tension with the media or one particular media person, or was that actually a gimmick? Do you think that that was kind of, they're messing around? Yeah, there's a there's a Mets journalist that him and Noah just go back and forth all the time, and they have the most like debilitating insults back and forth. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, things you can't repeat to mom. Right, so, right. That kind of stuff. And I think it's a joke. I think it's a gimmick. Okay. Because I I, I, that guy has something in his Twitter bio about being Noah Syndergaard's worst enemy or something like that. Gotcha. I think, it's, I think it's a joke. Gotcha. So it's just like for a ratings pop, right? Like <laughs> for right, a followers exactly. pop, right? Controversy. Well, the thing that I've noticed about Noah is because it is, is when he's – when he's active on social media, that seems to get a lot of eyes on you, right? And mm-hmm. like the other night, he said, sorry, guys, we should have turned the fountain off, right? Yeah. I can see why that might be a bit irritating in New York, but not irritating in Southern California, right? Because we're, we're a little bit more laid back, maybe, and, and yeah. we're not going to be as intense as they are in New York. Our language might be a bit different than they are in New York, right? <laughs> and so maybe that has, has caused some of the fans to really get irritated with him. He's got a bit of a sarcastic side and then you and I mentioned his interaction with Matt Wise a few nights ago it seemed like he just wasn't interacting with him at all he was kind of looking yeah. off in space now you did say that isn't that Noah's posture and his facial expressions all looks. the time right <laughs> and and I can I can see why if that is him and he's actually he's actually living in New York and he's playing for the Mets I can see why Mets fans would be like you know what the heck is happening there right like I can see them getting really upset with that again being in Southern California is different because we haven't had really great pitching for a long time. So him coming and pitching so-so or maybe above average, we're super excited about. So, But it's been interesting just to see how Mets fans have been really fired up at Noah even after he's left. You know what frustrates me, though, is the fact that this guy was on your team at a steal because yeah. obviously he's got arbitration years and you got to work out those details. And he was a great player for the Mets. He did very well for them. And he had maybe one bad season with them, and that was probably prior to the injury. And then I know he didn't pitch for them for two years, the last two years he was with them, but he, he had Tommy John. What are you going to do about yeah. that? Yeah. And so I think that it's it's really a shame that they view Noah Syndergaard that way because he gave them some really great years and was part of the success that they had, the relative relatively quick success yeah. that they had. But gosh, when you talked about Jacob deGrom and that pitching staff, you also talked about Noah Syndergaard mm-hmm. in that staff too. And they were they were the dynamic duo back then. And I just think it's kind of silly to have somebody who's given you so many great years to see them go off and then immediately turn heel against them. I mean, if we had if we had Jared Walsh or something like that go to a different team, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope we keep Walsh, but if at the end of his career he went somewhere else, I wouldn't wish wish him ill will. Right. It's kind of like Cole Calhoun. Right. Like Cole Calhoun went to the Diamondbacks, and then he went to the Rangers, and of course he's an angel killer because that's how us. it always yeah. goes. Yeah. But when he wasn't playing against us, it was I I was excited to see him do well on other teams. So I just don't quite understand the idea behind being so disparaging of somebody who gave you some really great years. 
Well, Locked On Angels is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find the latest sports developments, the latest news and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, of course, and then all of the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC and to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device. To learn more about the trends and actions, Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, it is Friday, and you and I are excited to share our winning keys to the weekend, or I should say our keys to a winning weekend music style, song style. So, as always, Mike, why don't you start us out with your keys to a winning weekend song i'm glad you said winning twice because that's what we need this weekend we need to win and we (laughs) need to win and we need to win so i'm picking the song from michael jackson man in the mirror because i'm talking about the man in the mirror it's time to take responsibility angels right (laughs) i'm asking if he'll change his ways we have to do things differently you like that you impressed? <laughs> <laughs> now I won't sing it, but here's here's a couple of thoughts. First of all, we we have to have a different approach. Our approach mm-hmm. has been awful. Our energy has been awful, and I think we even need a different lineup. So let me give mm-hmm. you my suggestion for a lineup. I think okay. Marsh has got to lead off. I think Duffy mm. would be a great number two. Otani at three, Stassi at four, Walsh at five, Adele at six. Wade at seven, Lagaris at eight, and Velasquez at nine. Now, that's assuming that Trout is going to be out this weekend, but I think that that could be a lineup that could give us some potential, some pop. You and I have talked often about how, before we saw Taylor Ward bust out, how Marsh should be the leadoff hitter here, and Mm -hmm. I think that they should put him there. I know he's knocking in some runs, but it'd be great to see him lead off because he's quick, and I think that he is a great base stealer and a great base runner. And speaking of that, we got to do the things we haven't done, and that is steal some bags. Yes. We got to bunt. And if they're shifting Otani, you need to bunt down that third baseline until they hmm. stop shifting. And he right? can do it. And he's he done it can before. Totally do that. And the thing that we need to do this weekend is we need to be, we need to approach the situation appropriately, right? Like we need mm-hmm. to have some situational hitting and it's not been the pitching. That's been the struggle the last few games. It's been the hitting. And so I we know. need to get a runner on. We need to get a runner over and we need to get a runner in. And so if we get a runner on and, and then let's say it's the fifth inning and we haven't scored, I think we got to bunt that runner over no matter who's up mm-hmm. because right mm-hmm. now everybody's struggling either pull the ball to move him to the next base, but manufacturing runs is going to be the most important thing that we need to do this weekend. That's why we got off to such a hot start. We weren't playing hero ball. We were actually playing smart baseball. So no Mm -hmm. more excuses. I'm talking about the man in the mirror and I'm asking if he'll change his ways. And so that's my keys to the weekend, Johnny. Well done, Michael. Thank you. Not not Jackson. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what about All right, you? I got a song for you. I've okay. got another cheesy Yacht Rock jam for you. This one is You're Still the One by Orlean. Oh, I love that song. It's good. Yeah. That's good. Here's what I have to say. Angels, no matter how much you disappoint me, <laughs> you're still the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's but true. But one is the key word, and that's what I'm going to cling to right now. You angels are still the one as in 0 and 1. Mm. And what I mean by that is 
throw first pitch strikes Good. from the starters to the bullpen. You have to get ahead of each hitter. Like you mentioned several times on the show, Mike, the OPS, there's an increase of 400 points between first pitch strike and first pitch ball yep. in opposing pit, a batter's OPS. So we have to get that 0-1 count almost every time. The second thing, Angels, you're still the one as in singles. Mm-hmm. One, singles. Hitters, stop trying to be a hero. I'm glad you said that too, Mike. Just make contact string together some ones string together some singles yep because you know what happens when you get four singles in a row you score a run (laughs) what a concept yeah and i understand that there are going to be guys who can hit something into the gap but those should be your surprises focus on getting a single putting the ball where the players are not in the field all right next one angels you're still the one as in no more one-run games. Yeah, please. <laughs> Do not lose by one run. Do not lose one to nothing. In fact, if you have a lead, make sure it's not a one-run lead. Yeah. Win powerfully, win mightily. Ooh. Give your bullpen some cushions so that when they come out after not being used in eight years, that they can <laughs> <laughs> feel comfortable on the mound and get that done. One more thing. Okay. You're still the one, Angels. And this one goes out to, you're still the one, Shohei Otani. He is. You are the one and only Shohei Otani. Nobody does it like you. Nobody can do it like you. And so I want to see you, Shohei, be who you are this weekend. And a part of that is make contact. Going back to my my singles, you're the one. Yep. Shohei, all he has to do is make contact. He doesn't need to pull and swing for the fences because every time that guy makes contact think about uh i think against the blue jays when they were in dunedin and he hit that change up that was like low and away he wasn't swinging for the fences he just reached out and poked it right and he hit it over the fence right and it goes back to what i said yesterday about shohei that guy has such natural strength that he doesn't need to flail at a pitch. If he can just focus on making contact, that ball is going to jump off of his bat. So, Shohei, you're still the one. You're the one and only. And that's why my song is You're Still the One by Orleans. I love it. And that's why you make Locked On Angels your first listen of the day because we give you incredible content like we just did. The keys (laughs) to the weekend. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast with MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. Loves mm-hmm. it when you call him Soli. He'll beg you to call him Soli. He brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every Major League Baseball team. And he shares the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, y'all. Make sure that you are following us at Locked on Angels on Twitter and also at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Now, I'm going to tell you the five ways that you can win the... City Connect Angels stickers. These are exclusive stickers given to us by the Angels organization, and I'm here to tell you all about the ways that you can win. So, we have 10 sets of stickers. Right on. And we're going to have two winners each in the five different ways you can win. First of all, if you want to win through Twitter, you can follow Super Halo Bros and Locked On Angels on Twitter, and then there will be a tweet that you need to retweet in order to be entered 
in the contest. We'll make it very clear which tweet that you need to retweet. Got that. If you're on Instagram, obviously there's not a Locked On Angels on Instagram, but there is Super Halo Bros, so follow us there. And then there will be a post on our feed for you to share on your story and be sure that you tag at Super Halo Bros in the story so that we can see it. That will be another way that you can enter. Yep. Uh, of course, if you're watching on the YouTube side, we appreciate you. And if you haven't subscribed to YouTube, please do so if you haven't done so already. Even if you're already a subscriber on YouTube, you'll still be entered in the contest. Yep. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and leave a review. Be sure to be subscribed. And here's what we ask, because reviews don't always appear immediately screenshot your follow your subscription of the apple podcast app and then make sure you dm us that screenshot on twitter or on instagram at super halo bros or at locked on angels wherever you can reach us just send in your screenshot of apple Podcasts of you subscribed and your rating and review finally here's the fifth way to win if you're a listener on spotify be sure to rate the pod there's a star rating there now in the phone app and also be sure that you're following and please screenshot your rating and your follow and send that through DMs to us at Super Halo Bros or at Locked On Angels. That way we can confirm that it's your rating, your follow, yep. your your review, yep. and there won't be any confusion there. So those are the five ways. We'll outline those on social media. So get ready for that on Friday, later today actually, and then Saturday we will announce our winners to coincide with the Angels wearing their Nike City Connect uniforms. Right on. On Saturday. Doing it all for the stickers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? Well, Monday's our favorite day because we get to hear from you. So get into yes. our voicemail. Send us your questions. You can comment on YouTube. You can also tweet at us or send us uh, a message on Instagram. If you are watching this, the voicemail number is on the screen, 714-409-6396. It'll also be in the, de the description, and it'll actually be the right number. Right, yeah, Jonathan? Who, who, di who did that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say a word, but we're going to answer all of your questions on Monday, and hopefully we're celebrating a huge Angel Victory Weekend, Johnny. All right, y'all. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And until Monday, we'll, uh, we hope that you enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you right back here for more Locked On Angels. Locked On Angels.